introverted noise. Hurry up, Daddy. Let's do it. Rolls out to the right. Five seconds to go in the first half. Dante fires deep to the left. Moss caught it at the 11, but now he oh, look at this! To oh, Mo Williams! Touchdown! You've got to be Alright, alright, alright. Welcome back to another episode of the Climbing the Pocket Podcast. I am your host, Jason Brown. You can find me on Twitter at BrownJason. And we are back with the full crew to do a regular podcast. Hopefully you've been following along with our one-a-day draft series where JR and Miles have been coming through, doing their thing, giving you all that draft analysis that you love to help you get ready for the draft. But we're back, full crew, Saxy Prince in the building. And just because I've been talking to the other guys all week, Saxy Prince, I'm gonna start off with you because I know you've been you've been feeling a little bit of left out of this, you know, this weekly thing. So you know, we want to have Saxy Prince back on the pod. We're gonna Breaking give you your opportunity. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, you're right. I have felt a little left out, and uh, you know, I'm glad to be back. Or whatever the case is, you know, <clears throat> Marvel's coming out with a, a new uh, superhero movie in the next couple weeks. Got me really excited. So here's the thing. I have heard, you know, the runtime for this movie is supposed to be three hours. And two minutes. But yeah, but I'm prepared for it. Because you know why? Because I went to black church, right? Three hours for Endgame, that's like praise and worship at church. Like, that's what that's what you're doing for three hours. That's, so half, that's, that's a halfway point. Of <laughs> what uh, <laughs> what night are you going to see the movie? I have to go see it on Friday because I have one of my uh, classes. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, Chris wants to know it's not my fault. Oh, you, you get all the spoilers, bro. You might as well not even go. No, I'm I'm deleting all my like not. <laughs> no, I, I'm not even getting that. Like I'm getting rid of all my social media apps for that day. Nothing's going to my phone. Like you guys are not going to hear from me at all for at least a day and a half because I'm not going to have things spoiled at all. It's been 11 years in the making for me. No, we ain't doing any of that. Mm-mm. I mean, because I'm telling you, Prince, this is how serious it is for me. Like, you know, Jr. Jr. might just hang up after this, but you know, I'm I'm definitely skipping round one of the draft to go and, and watch Endgame. At the first available show, you know, I, you know, I would have been, you know, I would have been there. Yeah, I had like, to miss both the draft and the, for my class. I'm oh. leaving straight from work to go to the movies to watch. Endgame. Yo, that's a good idea. I'm trying to figure out how I want to do this. But the, mean, you, can, you can follow the draft on your phone, man. It don't work that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> I treat the draft like I treat the a Vikings game. Oh no. Like, leave me alone. No, 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 no. Like people are on Twitter. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to get people on Twitter to tell me what the picks are gonna be. That's boring. Okay. All right. So Miles is all the way. Well, Miles, since you on the mic now, man, how you I doing? Bet. How you been? Yes. You know, I asked you about your vacation when we were recording the other night, but you know, oh, we yeah. got we got the full crew here, you know. Yeah. Trip was good. Uh, wife and I went out to Vancouver uh, for a long weekend. It was a, it was nice up there. Uh, nice weather than it is here than it is here now. So, I mean, that's saying something. Um, but no, it was nice. I liked it out there. Um, you know, we're already planning our uh, our move, so 
2021. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. No, I'll tell y'all off there, but <laughs> um, no, it was good. It was just nice to kind of get out and relax and and kind of get away for a little bit. Not have to worry about our our animals. You know, my wife. Uh, you know, Jared knows better than anybody. You know, uh, I think we're about eight weeks out now uh, until the babies do. So, kind of trying to take it in as much as we can until until time because she's been, you know, she's been going through some things. Just you know, because it's it's that time. So, yeah, man, is it is it real for you now? Nah. Okay. Because right. it's not me. Because it's, yeah. like, it's not. It's not affecting my body. Like no, I, feel I see the aftermath. I see you know how it's affecting my wife. But <laughs> I just try to do as much as I can around the house and um, and help as much as I can. You know, cleaning and cooking and doing all that stuff, taking care of the the, right. the animals. So Miles said the aftermath. I hope you don't listen to the podcast. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait to take a nap this weekend, y'all. It's gonna be so much fun. I don't even know what a nap looks like. I, I, nap, I nap heavy. That'll come for you in like three, four years. I was about to say, Jason, your your girls are old enough to like where they like like naps. Yeah, man. well, not really. We, we yeah, let's let's all go and just chill together. It'll be fun. Just nap time. So, <laughs> wind it down. Right. Wind it down. And Jr. I mean, we know you got a lot going on. You know, babies on the way. Draft guide. Five podcasts a night. How you doing? How you been? <laughs> New I'm house, good, man. I'm good, man. Yeah, a burden has been lifted off my shoulders. I yeah, have man. my nights back now, so yeah, it's been a lot of long nights, but you know, it's been worth it. I'm excited to get the draft guide out uh, today, actually. So there's been a lot of good positive things said about it already. Just a little previews that I put up, but I'm excited about it. Lots of hard work, a lot of long nights went into this. A lot of people don't really know exactly what went about with this, and I shed some light on it about. Uh, what went into it and the acknowledgments in the very beginning you know I had to show y'all some respect because y'all helped me through this a lot too so uh, I'm really excited it's one of my proudest accomplishments in my life ever so I'm just happy with how all of this came together well yeah man and uh y'all it is dope everyone needs to pick it up supporting a good cause supporting our man JR but you know we're gonna go off script a little bit here because JR I, I do want you to talk a little bit about what went into making this one? Uh, we've kind of been behind the curtain watching this all unfold, watching kind of the new designs come in, you getting everything and pulling it all together. But walk us through this one because last year's was good in terms of the information that you provided. But this year in terms of the information, the design, just the way it all really came together, it's just you really stepped your game up to a whole other level. Like how did it all come together and how was your process in terms of building the guide and putting it all together this year versus your previous years where you've done something like this. Yeah. So with the guide, it's a thing that I actually decided to do last May and following the draft, I'm all about innovation. I'm always looking to get better. That's just something that is instilled within me. I'm always trying to be one step better than I was a previous year before. So with this, I wanted to shed light on background. Y'all know I'm big on background. I want to allow fans or readers to know the entire prospect because we only get to see one side of prospects. And with myself, I like seeing both sides of the prospect. And we never know the personal aspect of it besides what's out there to read. But with most fans, they don't do a lot of homework or any homework on these guys, and they just know who they are on the field. So with the draft guide, this year's draft guide, I wanted to – give a sense of who these guys were off the field. And the only way I'm able to show that was with draft notes. Uh, it's a little hashtag that I started three years ago on Twitter. And that's just 
back then it was just small uh, 80 characters so you really didn't get a lot or how many ever characters twitter allowed you back then before they expanded it this past year so i really didn't get to tell exactly who these guys were but researching them you find out so much josh jacobs is a great example uh just learning about his story how he used to live in cars and hotels with his dad that's just stuff you don't know and you only get to see him wearing the number eight on his helmet at Alabama. That's really the only side of Josh Jacobs that people know, but you just come to expect more from him and you appreciate him a bit more just because of his story. He wasn't heavily recruited up to his senior year out of high school. And he's a guy that actually had to send out his own highlight tapes at various camps before he even got noticed by Nick Saban and the running backs coach at the time. His name escapes me. Uh, It's something that's included in the guys, but, just little things like that. Hakeem Butler is another great example. His mom passed away when he was 12 years old from breast cancer, and he's actually cousins with Andrew and Aaron Harrison, who he moved with from Baltimore, Maryland to Texas. So just little things like that and just appreciating these guys' process and pulling the curtain back on exactly what they had to get through to get to the most important point in their life. And I just love telling stories of what these guys had to go through and what they had to sacrifice to get to this point. And then you get to the meat and potatoes of the scouting report with the positives and the negatives and exactly what I think of them. So I think what a lot of guys fail to do that's out there and something that I wanted to do personally is tell both sides of the equation and both sides of the fence and tell the side of them as a person and as a prospect. So that's just something that went into this going down to the senior bowl uh, was a life changing opportunity for me. I got a chance to meet plenty of pioneers and notable names in the industry and they just told me to keep pushing keep pushing forward and i mean i worked my ass off man that's the best way to put it i love it i love it and i even just i love it because you know normally when we out here we get the smooth laid back cool jr but it's awesome even though we know it already but it's awesome to hear your passion really come through because you can really see it when you really dig in and start to to look at the work you've put in, you can really feel, you know, the love that you put into to all of this for each of the prospects. And it's, uh, you know, I just got my, my, my initial copy today. So I haven't made it through the whole thing, but you know, the bits that I've been able to look at and the bits you showed us through the whole process, it really is awesome. And anybody listening, please make sure you go out, support JR. You're supporting a good cause. It's great information and you definitely will not be disappointed and kind of, uh, I guess we'll say inspired by by JR and, you know, the acknowledgement section that he put in the beginning. I just want to give a shout out to all the fans. This last couple of weeks has been, uh, you know, since the season anyway, it's our biggest week on the show, getting things ramped back up. And so I did want to say a thank you to all the listeners, everyone who's been tuning in to the one a day draft series. Shout out to everyone who's been putting in, you know, work, the guys from Skull Hole, everyone who's been uh dropping things on uh, the Climbing the Pocket network. And, uh, you know, the best is yet to come. We're going to keep getting bigger, keep getting better, try to keep growing this network and pushing out that Vikings content that uh, all of y'all seem to appreciate. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep listening. Thanks for sticking with us. And, yeah. All right. Well, I guess, you know, we we, we took a little detour, but I think it was a necessary one. It was a very good one. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep plugging JR's draft guide really at every opportunity that we get because it's awesome. The man put a ton of work into it. And uh, we want to see this man continue to grow and be successful. So with that, we're going to take a turn from, you know, this, I guess, somewhat serious, you know, kind of real conversation. And uh, and JR, I need to ask you about something because, you know, you are our resident LeBron James fan, Stan. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, you know, so. 
at the mid midway point, not I guess you know, start of the season for me because Christmas. But you know, if you start to look at things around Christmas time, you know, it was looking like you know LeBron's Lakers were about to do something, make a little bit of noise, maybe get themselves into the playoffs, do something. And for the first time in a long time, LeBron James is going to be sitting at home for these here playoffs. But even crazier than all that because really that should be one of the bigger stories here is like lebron james uh not making the playoffs for the first time in what is it is it 10 seasons 11 seasons? i don't even know how many seasons yeah. it's been since lebron james uh wasn't in the playoffs but then magic just decided he was fed up and threw an impromptu press conference <laughs> <laughs> and just went up there it was like yeah so uh I don't want to do this anymore and I'm rich. So uh, I'm not going to do this anymore <laughs> and just uh, quit his job on TV and went home. Didn't even tell his boss Jr. as not really a Laker fan, but a LeBron fan. How's this feeling for you? How's this sitting with you? And what are your thoughts on where Laker, where the Lakers and LeBron really go to um, deal with this dumpster fire of a situation? Well, as a LeBron fan, it's actually a good thing because Magic was an absolute disaster as whatever his title was, basketball, uh, head of basketball operations or whatever you want to call it. Him and Rob Palenka just did not work together. Uh, they didn't work good together at all, even they, even though they came in with a lot of hype. And if you think about Magic Johnson, he's the ultimate adventurous type of person. He owns a lot of businesses, but everything he's been on, of the sports side has been a failure as a GM. Now he's been a failure as a head coach for 19 games. He was an absolute disaster. And even as an owner, he hasn't been great either. So everything that he's basically touched hasn't been great as an executive, as a player, he was phenomenal, but as an executive, it's just been a disaster for him. And I don't want to say this was surprising, but this is something that I actually told my wife about two months ago. If you notice, every time you see Magic Johnson, he is everywhere but the Lakers games. You see him at Michigan State's games in the NCAA tournament. You see him at Dodgers games all the time. But you rarely ever see him at the Lakers games. So I'm like, why is this the case? And I'm like, what is this man doing in his spare time to be at every single game except the team that he's over? So this decision really didn't surprise me. The way he went about it was really shocking because he essentially fired himself on his day off. <laughs> that's what he did he, he fired himself on his day off then, Jason you gotta get that clip in the film man. You gotta do it. he fired himself that's why this is so hilarious and what makes it even worse he did it on the night that Dirk and D-Wade were retiring and I'm just like Magic you couldn't wait one or two more nights to it's announce kind of steal spotlights from people man he couldn't wait one or two more nights to do this, and he just was fed up. He couldn't make the drive to Staples Center no more. He, they say he cleaned out his office before he even had this little press conference. And then I was actually watching the Lakers game on TV before this Magic Johnson stuff came out. And I'm like, why is there no media at the game? I mean, I know the Lakers aren't good. They're out the playoffs, but their games still pack out just because everybody wants to see the players that are on the roster. And But there was absolutely no media on Media Row. And then you get the tweet from Woj and Shams 
Magic Johnson has basically quit, and then Woj went ham. I was really surprised to see what Woj said. He was saying that he didn't put the time in, he just didn't have the commitment, and he was just going off. But me personally, I would love to be in the position that Magic Johnson is in. I mean, I can quit and go be worth my, what, $500 million net worth. That's what Magic Johnson is worth. So I'm sure he's not sweating it at all, but it was just hilarious how he went about it. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, just, it was hilarious. Like you said, he was just fed up, which, I mean, I guess everyone who's had a job at some point in their life has probably felt that way. Just all of us ain't Magic Johnson, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, I guess it's a good feeling, a good place to be if your your job really is your hobby. So when you just don't want to do it anymore, you can just be like, I'm, I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go clean up my desk and then tell the media to tell my boss I ain't coming back. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is some wild shit. Right there. Yep. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah. All right, Miles. Yinka. When 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 you saw all this going down, because for me, it started going down as so many news stories do go. It started to break on Twitter, and then I started like kind of researching from there to figure out like what is really actually happening right now. Because Yink, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on all this thing when Magic was just like, yep, I'm done. Not working anymore. Man, I, man, I ain't even out here to make fun of Magic Johnson. He's doing it how we all want to do it. You can show up. You you don't even need to show up on uh to work. To have your boss figure out you know, you're just not going to be there anymore. <clears throat> and you don't even, you know, you don't even need to do nothing. You don't need to send any, like, you know, two-week notice or any of that stuff. It's one of the most gangster things I've ever seen. Y'all need to give Magic some more credit, man. He's doing it the way we all should be doing it. So I'm, I thought it was good. I thought it was great. I'm trying to get me a boss that'll pay me that much to not care what I do. And still be it. cool with it. That's what I'm saying. Cool he didn't it. tell her. And she was like, oh, I still love Magic. We have He's a great working family. relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go. That, I'm trying to find that. That is, that is what we call finesse at the best. Oh my goodness, it was amazing. Yeah, it's goals. It's goals. Miles, what were your thoughts when it all went down? <laughs> I mean, I just kind of did a double take. I was like, wait, what? When I saw that, when I saw the post from you know Woj and uh, Shams, just kind of like. He said it at his press conference. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> this is a, he literally making the announcement through the press instead of like, you know, talking to, to Jeannie and all that stuff. There was first. no statement. There was no nothing. Nothing. She, nothing. Didn't even, she found out from, I'm, get, I'm guessing she found out through the press conference. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Unless he told her beforehand. Nah, like, he, he did not tell her beforehand. No. And she's still cool with it. She's like, oh, whatever. What's she going to do? What? Like, I mean, like, I mean, what choice, what you choice come does out she here. have but to be cool with it? She didn't even care, though. Like, it's not even about, like, there's nothing she could do about it, but she didn't even, she was like, oh, we still cool. He's still, like, family to me. Like, what? He did y'all dirty. So she just didn't care. I mean, she don't, yeah. She still really family. That, that's going to be an awkward Thanksgiving. I mean, it'll be all right. They gonna Magic be really don't care. Magic, Magic don't, don't care. care. Doesn't care. GD probably don't really care either. LeBron don't care. I mean, LeBron, LeBron don't care. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron happy LeBron for cares. LeBron, LeBron cares. happy for some playoffs off. You got nah, he He's definitely happy about that. Yeah, yeah you got to add the, the other LeBron owner. About to be touring the world, right? Yeah, them uh, social media posts about to be real wild. Oh yeah, off season. <laughs> yeah, LeBron <laughs> gonna be straight wild. Not gonna know what to do with himself this off season. Yeah. 
Hey, real talk though. Like I know we're talking about magic and and how magic's being magic. Um, I, I'm curious what gig he gets next because you know he'll find a way to get another job if he wants it. Um, try to be a new Charles Barkley, whatever. Um, can we talk about LeBron though? I mean, let's do it. Yeah, let's go ahead, man. What well, I I I I don't follow the NBA like I used to, but why does it feel like almost everywhere he goes, besides Miami with Spolstra, the coaches are always leaving or getting fired or whatever it is? Because he's the coach, Miles. Right. That's why. He's the coach. He's the coach GM. Like, like, why would I want to go to a team? Why would I, why would I want to go coach a team that had LeBron on it because of that factor? That's why Ty Lue is going to be the next coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, Wait, Mark who? Mauer, Ty Lue, oh, Mark Mauer. again. Yeah. Yes, he's the only one that can handle yeah. LeBron. It's going to be it's going to be Ty Lue, and they're going to hire and they're going to hire Dave Griffin, Mark Mauer. Oh. Those are the only two people that can handle LeBron. Man. Man, like, this is funny to me. This uh, It's funny to me because I'm not a Laker fan, but it's extra funny to me because the diehard Laker fans, like the Kobe stands that, like, you know, love Kobe and, like, hated LeBron, but then had to get excited when LeBron came to the Lakers because you're getting LeBron James coming to the Lakers. And then LeBron kind of turning the whole Lakers into just a dumpster fire this season. It's just hilarious to watch because they're so mad. It, it there's is. nothing they can do about it. Nothing. But they're so mad. Oh. You think he You think he uh, rebuilds that roster next year? Of course he will. I don't know. But, like, that's the thing that's weird. What's – normally by this point you're starting to hear rumors of guys, like, wanting to go or joining up with LeBron – all I've really seen is like this person already said they're not gonna go. Like who's who, who are the guys that are actually rumored to go play with LeBron? I love thing? LeBron. He can't get people to commit to Space Jam too. Nobody wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in the, he's in the Kobe stage of his career, man. Oh, he really wants is. to go play with him. He's oh, coasting no. now. Yeah. He we I love know why LeBron, he went to, but he's he, in that he, latter stage where nobody yeah, we, wants to go. We play know with why him. he went to LA. He wanted to be closer to his kids. He wanted to yeah. Right off into the sunset. Right. And get paid a cool, you know. And just not be in Cleveland while you're doing it. Exactly. And then eventually own own the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, down exactly. the road. You think he's going to play long enough so he can play with LeBron Jr.? Yeah, if he, want, if he wants to. Not if, not if it's going like this. That'll get sad. Yeah, he already said he ain't playing if he's a scrub. He's going to retire. Oh. He's not gonna be a scrub. He's, no, he know, he, he ain't, he's too good for that. But yeah, he's it's gonna if it's not Anthony Davis, it's gonna be hard to get anybody to come. I'm about to say like he really needs that superstar athlete to come, yeah. superstar player to come carry the team, so he doesn't need to. Because yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. Like if you a young superstar coming into your prime, like you really want to go deal with all that? Because really, like if it's Anthony Davis coming, it should be his team when he gets there, you know. But it won't be. <clears throat> Yeah. Let me say this. I still think, even though it's a far-fetched thing, and it's something that I think may happen, I think Kyrie may go out there. I think. I think. That's just a far-distance thought. Because when Kyrie gets to be the Batman this time around. And then they still be able to trade 
for Anthony Davis. That'll be their big three. I'm going to eventually trade LeBron in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> Magic will come back to send him back to Cleveland. LeBron going to trade himself? For Zion. Oh, man. Oh, the Lakers the Lakers about to win the lottery. Yeah, they're about to rig the lottery and give the no. Lakers. <laughs> for real though. Oh man. All right. Let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit of football before before David writes me an angry letter. And uh Oh yeah, because Prince 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 had some heartbreaking stuff you want to talk about, right? What? Black, Black, Black Panther? <laughs> Are we gonna talk about Black Panther now? No. No. <laughs> But you guys wanted to talk about Black Panther and Oscar? Oh, yeah. y'all shady. But, uh, I'm not. I was talking about. You talking about you wanted to talk about uh, the draft? I was oh. like, go ahead. You did all this research. Oh, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> my man. My man. I'm playing too much. I'm playing too much. Leave that to y'all. Y'all been good. Appreciate all the work you've been putting in, and. Uh, <laughs> No, but but for real though, uh, somebody who's not me, somebody who's actually been keeping up with this, uh, so I'm gonna say Jr. Who have the Vikings had in for their top thirties? It's actually been someone that we should actually be interested in. Yeah, so Darren Doogie Wolfson reported this yesterday, I believe it was. He said that Andre Dillard uh, was at TCO on Monday, and they kind of were cap- they were trying to keep that a secret and really trying to hide their interest in him because you didn't see anybody reported at all prior to his report. So that really shows their significant interest in Dillard. And I think he may be one of their top options uh, on the the board. Yeah. And Jeffrey Simmons is another guy they tried to sneak in without a lot of people uh, reporting, but I had a source tell me that he was there on Thursday. Uh, He also put it up on his Instagram too. So that showed that he was. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Rewind. Rewind, rewind. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Big Shot Draft Guide guy. Well, what did you just say? You had yeah, a what? I had a source. JR, the sauce is on him now. Yeah, I had a guy tell me that Jeffrey Simmons was in the building on Thursday and that there is significant interest in him. Now, I'm not saying that's at 18, but if he's there at 50, uh, because of the ACL tear, if he does start to slip, maybe they could explore not, well, trading up for him, or if he does fall to 50, they could really explore taking him there too so keep an eye on jeffrey simmons that we know about his past and i'm sure if they're bringing him in for a visit they probably already have a written statement ready uh, if they do end up selecting him hey i got a question for y'all so it's definitely like small screen season right now for teams they want to create buzz they want to create you know certain narratives of of you know positions or players that that they want other teams to think that they're taking or going to take um whether that's first second third round do we We've heard, you know, a lot of this cornerback talk. I've seen a lot, like, you know, I follow the, the Vikings on Twitter and I follow kind of, I watch some of the videos that they post on, on their on their site um, just to kind of, just to catch up and see, you know, if there's any news or anything going on. But um, they've talked a lot about cornerback. And I know the whole, yeah, you know, Mike Zimmer taking a quarterback in the first round. Like, that's, it would not be a surprise, right? But, do, what do y'all think of, of this idea that they might be trying to, you know, smokescreen this idea that, hey, we might take a, a greedy Williams at 18 or something like that to help create that buzz that creates that idea and that, that hope that, you know, um, a, a team might want to jump up, you know, maybe sw- swap picks with them at 18 uh, to go grab a cornerback just to kind of help create that, um, that buzz a little bit. 
I think the Vikings absolutely. I think absolutely. That's a great point, Miles. I think the Vikings should absolutely be putting, uh, pushing. You know, the hype on some other guys that you know they may not be that interested in position groups. They might not be that interested in, but they know that it's so scarce at that um, at those positions like cornerback or just DB in general. So yeah, absolutely. Because then you get to you know you you will start to get to gauge what our who our trade partners are. Um, in the event that, you know, maybe there's a run on uh, offensive linemen that we are really interested in or, um, you know, other position groups that, you know, we might be able to, to grab at that at those spots. But, yeah, I think it's a good good point. I don't know. Uh, I would say in any other year, the smokescreen thing for the Vikings might be something that uh, that other teams would buy into. But, I mean, Spielman, Zimmer, yeah, Kirk Cousins, they all got the same amount of time left on their contracts. I just don't know. Like, do we really think Rick has it in him, has the the testis, uh, the testicular fortitude, as they say, to really get slick with this draft this year? Yes. Like, we really think, like, yes. I don't know. If, they're, if the board starts to fall where there are offensive linemen still available, not offensive linemen, let's say, like, offensive tackles like a Dillard or a Jonah Williams or anyone like that actually starts to fall down the board, do we actually think that the Vikings would take any position other than one of those, just given the PR situation that they're in in after year one with Kirk Cousins. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying that that they might they're creating that that smoke screen and that buzz to create that that idea that some of these positions might go higher. So you might create you might see teams or maybe even jump ahead of them to make sure that they get a cornerback or a defensive lineman, so that some of those offensive linemen fall to 18. That's kind of what I'm saying though, is like some of that smoke screen. I, I mean. To trust Rick to take an offensive lineman in the first round, I mean, we haven't seen him do it since 2012. We haven't seen him take a, an offensive lineman in the first – we've only seen him take two offensive linemen in the first two rounds in the last, like, 12 years. So, I mean, I get the hesitancy from, from fans. like, But that to me, that plays in favor for Rick where he can kind of use some of that, um, that thought process of people thinking that that's the move that they're going to do of – not taking offensive linemen to help create buzz for other guys so that some of those some of those guys that they do like slip a little bit. I'm playing that uh, that four-dimensional chess. Well, we've seen we've seen Rick <laughs> we've seen Rick do that though. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. Pulling, I guess the like a like a Drew Rosen Drew Rosenhaus move, trying to pump guys up to right people think it's something that it really is not. Right. Like like if there's one thing I, I trust I trust some of the moves on, on draft day that Rick makes. I'm not saying I trust all the picks he makes. But I trust a lot of the moves he likes to make and the maneuvering he does. I just – I mean, for me personally, just from an entertainment standpoint, I would love it if they picked something other than one of the consensus tackles if they were there just because I think it would be funny. But then from, like, an actual fan perspective, no, I'd probably still, like, depending on what the board looked like and the available players that were there, like, it's – offensive tackles really the only – draft uh only, only offensive line position i really would want them to take in, in in round one especially where we are we're not at the top of the draft we're not in quentin nelson type territory we're in the middle of the draft so offensive tackle there or uh you know skill position be that db i don't think a lot of receiver <clears throat> but like you know jr is hinted too and like miles running, running back the uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so, so let me let me ask y'all this, and so would y'all take? And I, J- Jason, I already know your answer to this. If DK Metcalf is there at eighteen, would you take him? Nope. 
No, I would trade back for if it's not the top top what two guys that are up up there on the board. No, I would I would definitely trade down. I'm not taking a wide receiver for Jason. Doesn't even want to answer. Um, <laughs> I'm Well, I'm hoping DK goes high. That's, oh, a, that's a good thing for the Vikings. He's going high. He's going high. On the podcast that dropped this morning, he would let you know why I probably would not be going for DK Metcalf in the first round because as much upside as he has, he has quite a bit of downside as well. And I feel like, especially in a draft like this, there are a lot of players that you can get Maybe not with the amount of upside, but I feel like the first round is as much about not getting the pick that's going to blow up in your face, like be a complete bust. And DK has that, like, he has a lot of things that point to that, that his fans don't like to talk about. Like Miles called out, he has the injury history. He has the production profile that is just okay. And on his own team in college, he was never the alpha receiver. So if you're picking a guy in the first round of the NFL draft with his kind of body type profile you're looking at him to be your wide receiver one and it's just a stretch for me to think that the guy who was never that in college is going to come in and all of a sudden be that in the pros so please targets a season type of thing like that's a that's a lot to ask for a guy that's never that 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 hasn't done it so what's the earliest y'all are comfortable with taking a receiver oh for like at all yeah receiver yeah, I'd say I'd say I mean, like, I might take AJ Brown. Yeah, I'd say I'd for me probably anything after pick twenty, uh, pick yeah. twenty twenty five in that range for me for a wide receiver in this class. Yeah, last year, like DJ Moore and uh, Calvin Ridley. Like I'd take DJ Moore over uh, most of the receivers in this draft. No, I'm saying for the Vikings, what's the earliest oh. you're comfortable? Oh, 50 for me. I mean, I might take AJ Brown at eighteen. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stick together. But um yeah, running back. You we're joking. Oh, about, you know I'm playing. You know I'm playing. <laughs> we're joking about it with running back, but you Josh know Jacobs, baby. class of running backs is not good. Is Prince has 18. not tweeted about a single <laughs> running back this entire draft season. Not one. That's how you know this running back class is hot garbage at the top end. We have seen there one tweet from Prince all draft season. Y'all know I would stand for one of them, but I, I've been saying it since, uh, what was it, uh, Maybe January. I don't have, or maybe even February. I have, I don't have a first round grade on the running back in this draft class at all. Me so, either. Staying good. Yeah. What, so, Prince, what is the earliest you would take a running back in this draft class? Wait for the Vikings or in general? Okay. Yeah. So for the Vikings. Uh. Middle of the third round. Oh. <laughs> Really? <laughs> <laughs> Jason being nice. <laughs> oh, y'all, the, you know what the voice, the, the face that I pictured when he said that, yeah. when he was it's like, oh. Mm. <laughs> How about you, Miles? What's the earliest you'd go running back in this class? We talk Vikings still. Yeah, we go Vikings. Um, day three, like a fifth. I know the Vikings don't have a fifth round pick, but like that range, like fifth okay. round. 
Yeah, so they don't have a fifth round pick, so that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, I expect them to find a way. I mean, we know that they're going to trade back and get extra picks and and whatnot. Like Rick's going to find his way to to make like six picks on day three. So, like one of them will probably be a running back. I'm, I have no problem with that on day three. All right, all right, that makes some sense. That makes some sense. I feel like that's it. I mean, like with the Vikings, like we are in like the absolute deadest of dead zones as it pertains to really talking about stuff about the team. Unless one of you guys is really, really itching to get into the AAF signings. Like, are there any of the guys they signed from the AAF that you're like, that guy might actually make the team? Darren Smith. Okay. JR, any of them you think making the team? I can't name you one person they signed from the AAF. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to sit here and lie. Hey, you got an excuse, man. You got a lot going on. You got a draft guide, a new house, you know, pregnant wife. You get a pass on all that. Prince, anybody? No? Yes? Nope. Nope. Okay. All right. Nope. Well, that's it. I mean, I feel like we don't need to go too much. This is going to be the second pod that drops on on, on Friday anyway because we still have the one-a-day draft series that's upcoming. So, uh, yeah. Prince, you still working on that series? We got another article coming up soon. Anything we should be on the yeah. lookout for? Yeah, I've been a little busy with uh, acting classes and starting to pick up. But, yeah, it's um, hopefully getting out, like I said, two articles next week. So, bet, yeah. bet, bet. How about you, Miles? You back from vacation? I know work's been uh, been keeping you a little busy. Anything in, in the hopper? Anything we should be looking for? Just our, our podcast series right now, I'm Work and everything's got got me. I got I'm doing extra stuff outside of work too. So there, there's stuff I don't really have too much time for. All right. Well, yeah, we're gonna keep you busy on this podcast, especially if we get into next week. And uh, Jr. Obviously, you got the draft guide. And uh, yeah, we're gonna keep you busy with some podcast stuff as well. So yeah. uh, and then uh, on Monday, I'll be with PA. Okay, oh, fan. Oh yeah, man. Woo-woo. And I spoke that into existence. That I can't believe yeah. I almost forgot that. Thank you for bringing it up. JR going to be back on the airwaves with PA. That is going to be awesome. Friend of the show. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll handle that contract for you. And you'll be trying to uh, pull a big baller brand on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And before we get out of here, before we get out of here, just a couple other things. Wanted to uh, to shout out to our folks over at Vikings Territory. Jr. has done some work with them in the past, but they are working on kind of a, a, a Viking streaming service. They've been giving us a lot of love here lately, so wanted to send some back their way. And also shout out to our friends down in Brazil. Somehow, some way, we ended up on a very long thread with some folks. We have, we have Vikings fans in Brazil. Apparently, they are a very rabid fan base. They were cracking jokes about Mike Zimmer being upset about not being able to take a cornerback in the first round and all kinds of good stuff. So uh, if anyone speaks Portuguese and wants to go hop over to the Climb in the Pocket feed, I think they're still going right now. But shout out to, to, to all the fans in Brazil that are following along, listening. And uh, yeah, that is it. That is all, gentlemen. As always, it is a pleasure to come on and record. Listeners, thanks for sticking with us. And we will talk to you soon. Have a good one.